أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله we have reached this Mubarak 25th night of Ramadan it's from the odd nights and it's the Laylatul Jamu'ah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it Mubarak for us Allahumma innaka afuun tuhubbu al-afwa fa'afu anni Allahumma innaka afuun tuhubbu al-afwa fa'afu anna Allahumma innaka afuun kareemun tuhubbu al-afwa fa'afu anna ya kareem Allahumma ja'alna min utaqai shahri ramadhan Allahumma rabbi ghfir warhamma anta khayru rahimin Rabbana ala tuzig qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wahablana min ladunka rahmatan innaka anta wahab Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa ba'da uh, so we continue uh, from Mawana Sayyid Abul Hassan Ali and Nadwi's saviors of the Islamic spirit, uh, reading about the life and work of Mawana Jalaluddin Rumi. Uh, so we read from the subheading Mawana, uh, his Mathnawi and its message. Rumi had been endowed with a tremendous spiritual enthusiasm and a fervor of love, which was lying dormant under the cover of his erudition, particularly, particularly of those relating to the speculative branches of secular sciences. As soon as Shams Tabrez cast his enchanted spell over Rumi, it would be seen his spirituality was animated and the outcome was enchanting and beautiful lyrics describing the mysteries of divine love and spiritual raptures, undescribable ecstasies and transports. He ultimately attained the stage where, in the words of Iqbal, he could claim, At last, flames burst forth from every hair of me, fire dropped from the veins uh, of my thought. It is a state where every sage gives a call with a thousand tongues for a worthy companion. Oh, where in the wide world is my comrade? I am the bush of Sinai. Where is, the, where is my Moses? Um, for those of us who, mashallah, don't really study uh, uh, literature, uh, uh, these are not things that anybody meant literally. If they did, all the ulama would have made takfir of them a long time ago. Rather, these are expressions uh, uh, that are uh, metaphor, and uh, the person who wishes to take good from it will take good from it. And like I said, we have some people in the Ummah who, mashallah, be- because of their uh, complete orientation toward evil uh, uh, in, in thought and deed, they will find uh, kufr where none exists, and they'll find shirk where none exists. They will literally steal kufr from the jaws of iman, and Allah Ta'ala be our help. The point is, is what? Oh, where in the wide world is my comrade? I'm the bush of Sinai. Where is my Moses? Meaning this is the madhara of faith. This is the madhara of fuel uh, of the divine outpouring. That somebody has a story to tell of love. And uh, they, they want somebody to hear it from them. And, and that's something that, mashallah, every one of the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has endowed them with. And this was the reason why Rumi found it difficult to spend his days without a confidant and a companion. His restlessness did not calm down until he found a companion in Salahuddin after Shams and in Chalibi Husamuddin after Salahuddin. Verily, it is not easy uh, for the candle to throb alone. Uh, it was this fire of love which led Rumi to seek spiritual food and energy through musical recitations. He uh, has explained it thus in the Masnavi. Therefore, Sama'a. Uh, is the food of lovers, the singing, the singing of poetry, uh, endowed with spiritual meaning. He says, therefore, Sama is the food of the lovers of God, 
since therein there is the fantasy of composure, tranquility of mind. From hearing the sounds and the pingings, the mental uh, fantasies gather great strength. Nay, they become forms in the imagination. The fire of love is made keen, inflamed by melodies, just as the fire uh, and ardor of the men uh, who dropped uh, walnuts into the water. Uh, this is an allusion to a one of the hikayat in the Masnavi. Uh, and this very ardor of love compelled him to indict the Masnavi, to write the Masnavi, basically. Quote, Flow of speech from the heart is a sign of intimate friendship. Obstruction of speech arises from the lack of intimacy. The heart that has seen the sweetheart, how should it remain bitter? When a nightingale has seen the rose, how should it then remain silent? Meaning what? When you see your beloved, then you're going to want to sing. The Mesnavi is a collection of heart-rending lyrics. It unveils the innermost feelings of its author. The Mesnavi affords a glimpse of Rumi's ardent love and fervor of spiritual yearning, certitude of knowledge, and unflinching faith. And therein perhaps lies the secret of its effectiveness and universal popularity. Iqbal has truly said, the lifeblood of the singer runs through his melody. Uh, critique of Reason Rumi began his uh, career as a su successful teacher and a di uh, dialectician since uh, he had come from a firm grounding in the Ash'arit school of thought. However, when God raised him to this state of beatific visions and illuminations, thus il enabling him to reach beyond the veils of words, phrases, uh, uh, ideas, and thoughts, which merely cloud the inward aspect of reality, he became aware of the mistakes and weaknesses of the philosophers, dialecticians, and other rationalists. His forceful criticism of the rational or logical syllogism is thus an expression of his personal experiences, which can hardly uh, be controverted by others. During Rumi's time, too, the sense perception was regarded as the only infallible source for acquisition of knowledge, and whatever was beyond the ken of perception was increasingly being denied by the then scholars. The Mu'tazilites had upheld this view so forcefully that the faith in unseen realities, quote, had suffered an irreparable loss and the people had begun to cast doubts on the veracity of revealed truths. Rumi raised a severe criticism of this view and frowned on its standard bearers in these words. The doctrine held by the eye of sense is Mu'tazilism, whereas the eye of reason uh, uh, is Sunni, in respect to uh, its union and its united vision of God. Uh, those in thrall to sense perception are Mu'tazili, though from misguidedness they rep them, represent themselves as Sunnis. Anyone who remains in bondage and slavehood to sense perception is Mu'tazili, though he may say he is a Sunni, it is from his ignorance. Anyone who has escaped from the bondage of sense perception is a Sunni. The man endowed with spiritual vision is the eye of uh, sweet-paced and harmonious reason. Uh, and so this is, uh, this is a, a, a chastisement of Molana of um, empiricism and uh, of thinking that only what you see and touch and taste is real. And uh, this is, in fact, interesting that he brings out this point that Sunnism never was an empiricist uh, tradition. Rather, correct reason will always uh, mean that a person who denies realities uh, other than uh, sense perceived, that person is really an irrational person. Sadly, this is a, a struggle that many Muslims fight against 
the aqidah of modernism and uh, sadly many Muslims masquerade about as orthodox believers in the deen where they've abandoned reason and uh, only uh, taken what they see as what is true and uh, uh, their hearts and minds are therefore uh, in chaos and disarray and they do not have harmony in their reason and uh, you'll see them saying things about faith that indicate that they are at once uh, very ardent in their Islamic identity and at the same time very uh, uh, very much in doubt uh, of its truth and of what it has to offer. May Allah Ta'ala uh, protect us from such people who are misguided and misguided. Ameen. Mulana has asserted at more than one place in the Masnavi that in addition to the external senses, man has been endowed with inner senses too and that these inner senses are much more wide, potent and sagacious than the outer sense organs. Beside these five physical senses, quote, there are five spiritual senses. Those latter are like red gold, while these physical senses are like copper. In the bazaar, where they, the buyers, are expert, how should they buy copper sense as if it was the sense of gold? The bodily sense is from eating food of darkness. The spiritual sense is feeding from a sun. Uh, it's a quote from the Masnavi. If anything cannot be seen, uh, or for that matter is beyond the awareness of physical experience, then in Rumi's view, uh, it is not necessarily non-existent. Uh, he holds the view that the latent uh, uh, underlies the manifest in the same way that a healing property uh, uh, forms the intrinsic quality of a medicine. Quote, the unbeliever's argument is just that is just this that he says, "I see no place of abode except this external world." He never reflects that wherever there is anything external, that object gives information of hidden wise purposes. The usefulness of every external object is indeed internal; it is latent, like the beneficial quality in medicines. Unquote. Rumi says that in. The materialists, uh, Rumi says that materialists lose their sense of inner cognition and are unable to understand its objective simply because they cultivate the habit of accepting only the external and manifest. In his opinion, this signifies lack of foresight on the part of materialists. Quote, since the foolish took only the external appearances into consideration and since the subtleties uh, were very much hidden from them, necessarily they were debarred from attaining to the real object, for subtlety escaped them on the occasion when it was the object presented itself. Rumi proceeds further to censure the intellect uh, as well, uh, uh, which, like sense perception, lacks the capacity to obtain the knowledge of realities revealed by the Prophet It is It really does not possess the ground on which it can base its speculation in such matters, nor has it any experiential awareness of the realm, of, the realm that is hidden from its view. Quote, What do you know of the waters of the Euphrates and Oxus sweet and pure? You have taken a boat in a pond, salty, rotted, and impure. An intellect which has a dominant carnal reason is a partial or particular intelligence, according to Rumi, for it breeds doubts and skepticism, and its abode is darkness. It brings disgrace to the absolute intelligence and frustration to mankind. 
Insanity is preferable, indeed, to the sagacity of such an intellect. Quote, Imagination and opinion are the bane of the uh, particular discursive reason, because its dwelling place is in the darkness. The particular intelligence, meaning one that sees some things and not others, the particular intelligence has given the universal intelligence a bad name. Worldly desire has deprived the worldly man of his desire in the world hereafter. It behooves us to become ignorant of this worldly wisdom. Rather, uh, must we clutch at madness. End quote. Rumi says that he has had an experience of this worldly wisdom and had reached the conclusion that, quote, I have tried far thinking, provident intellect. Henceforth, I will make myself mad. Meaning that this logic of materialism, uh, this logic of materialism is no logic at all. And uh, to be completely, you know, a complete, uh, you know, fruit salad is better than, uh, better than this type of uh, use of the intellect in order to serve uh, only material things. Thereafter, Rumi advances an argument, clear-cut uh, as well as to the point, in support of his contention. He said that if the intellect were sufficient for the comprehension of the revealed truths, then the rationalists, logicians, and dialecticians would have also shared the secrets of religion. If the intellect could discern, quote, if the intellect could discern the true way in this question, uh, uh, Fakhruddin Razi would be adept uh, 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 in religious mysteries. And, uh, uh, you know, this is uh, uh, perhaps, uh, anyway, maybe we could finish the chapter and speak about this a little bit. That Rumi holds a view that the sciences cultivated by human intellect cloud the knowledge of reality and make the seeker of truth skeptical. Therefore, he pleads that one should shun philosophy and uh, 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 ratio uh, sination if uh, he wants to inculcate an unflinching faith and attain the gnosis of ultimate reality. Uh, quote, if you desire that misery should vanish from you, endeavor that wisdom may uh, vanish from you. The wisdom which is born of human nature and fantasy, the wisdom which lacks the overflowing grace of the light of glorious God, the wisdom of this world brings increase of supposition and doubt, the wisdom of the deen soars above it to the sky. Uh, so, للأسف الشديد مولانا الشيخ فخر الدين رازي is uh, the favorite, uh, I guess, target of people who want to go after the rationalists. And really, uh, you know, he, he was a genius of his age. And uh, I think very few people did more in the service of defending uh, the creed of the Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah against all sorts of different, uh, all sorts of different deviants than he did. But definitely, it's not reading for everybody. And definitely, there are some people who read uh, just in order to show how smart they were. And uh, definitely there are some people who read uh, just in order to show off. And really it was not something that uh, will be the medicine for the difficulties that they have in their own lives. Uh, which is what is this lack of yaqeen inside of their heart. And this is one of the reasons that, uh, you know, when you see uh, the Masnavi taking pot at, for example, the Mutakallimun, it's not necessarily because of an anti-Kalam strain, but because the objective of Kalam is different than the objective of Tasawwuf. The objective of Tasawwuf is to make a person worship Allah as if he sees him, and if he doesn't see him, then to know that uh, uh, Allah sees him at least. Whereas the objective of Kalam is what? Is to entertain all the objections of the mushrikeen and the kuffar and the mubtadi'ah, the deviants and disbelievers and antagonists of Islam, uh, to entertain all of their objections and to uh, answer them. 
And you can see how in a human being, in a particular one human being, if you were to entertain every objection that was brought forth to you, uh, um, that's going to that's going to that's, it's going to lead to a place that's not healthy uh, psychologically. So if every time when you were in elementary school said someone said you're stupid or you're fat, you wrote like a master, you know, thirty volume uh, magnum opus work refuting the fact that you're fat or that you're stupid or that you know you're ugly or someone you know everybody hates you or whatever. Um, what will happen is your mind will just be wrapped up in all of that. And if you are to be wrapped up in sense perception, then you're going to lose out on the benefit of rationality. If you're wrapped up in sense perception and rationality, then you'll lose out on the benefit of wahi, of, of revelation. And so this is a, 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 you know, a kind of beautiful and simplified call to a type of healthy life inside of the heart. Um, because in those days, if you were a person who could replicate the arguments of Fakhruddin Razi or whatever, um, you know, you would, you would be the top dog. You would, you know, you would get, uh, you know, a, a position and you would make money and stipends would be given to you, etc., etc. Um, but it's not, it's, you know, and it is a fard kifai in the ummah in the sense that somebody has to have that knowledge in order to refute the people of deviance. But for most people, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, you know, do do it for them in terms of their salvation and in terms of their iman, and this is this is kind of what what's going on here. Otherwise, Mulana himself, many of the things he's saying here, are very much in line with Ashari creed, and he himself is uh, trained in the Ashari Maturidi uh, uh, school, and he himself, mashallah, as a card-carrying mutakallim, uh, you know, uses the the, the emblem of the Ahlu Sunnah al Jama'ah as the emblem of the correct uh, creed uh, and, uh, uh, and, and lampoons the Mu'tazila and the other uh, crooked people of deviance uh, because of the deviance they tried to introduce into the pure and pristine deen of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala protect us all. So we don't have to like look and see these things as like somehow there's some sort of war going on between these people. In fact, they're all the same people. Mawlana Ashraf Ali Tanwi Rahimullah Ta'ala who you know, whose Khalid al-Masnavi is, uh, mashallah, a source of not only this year's, uh, 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 this year's, um, you know, some of, some, of, some of this year's interpretation of the, 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 the hikayat of the Masnavi, but even I think two years ago we read from the Ma'arif uh, al-Masnavi of Mawlana Hakim Akhtar, rahimahullah, tabarak wa ta'ala, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, these are, these are the mutakallimun, these are the mullahs that, Carry the you know carry the uh, the tradition of uh, the tradition of of kalam etc. And so it's just a matter of putting the pieces of the t- puzzle together properly, rather than thinking everybody's at war with each other. Um, and that's another problem is that as a ummah we kind of I think a lot of people have like lost the the common sense uh, um, understanding that like we kind of have to get through this together and that. Having a muhaddith, you know, it's not hadith versus fiqh or hadith versus qira'ah or the qari versus the, uh, you know, versus the mufti or whatever. You know, like all of these things are branches of, of, of learning of the deen. And they all, have their, they all have their place. And it's a matter of making tatbiq, you know, harmoniously understanding the place of all of these things together in, in a larger, in a wider picture. Uh, uh, and knowing that sometimes, you know, when you have something which is a medicine, if you take too much of it, it can also harm you. So when somebody speaks out about taking too much of a particular medicine, it doesn't mean that that thing is a poison. It just means that it's it's kind of like, it's uh, things have become out of. Uh, they've come out of uh, um, perspective, and they've come out of um, the proper ratios and proportions that they should be in, and that they need to be adjusted. That's all. 
Mawlana Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi, he uh, continues, he says, in his view, meaning Mawlana's view, the logical syllogisms and the inferences drawn therefrom smack of an artificial, uh, 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 from an artificial method of reasoning, which is only of limited utility. This method is unsuited for establishing the veracity of theological truths. Drawing an analogy between logical argumentation and wooden legs, he says, the leg of syllogisms is of wood. A wooden leg is very infirm. Mulana uh, Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi continues, he says, the science of dialectics and the scholastic argumentation employed by it are incapable of producing conviction and an ardent faith. The reason for it is, according to Rumi, that the dialectician himself is very skeptical about the veracity of what he pleads. He merely rehearses the premises and the propositions that he has learned from his teachers and uh, 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 the propounders of his school of thought. Quote, the imitator brings on to his tongue a hundred proofs and explanations, but he has no soul. When the speaker has no soul and no spiritual glory, how should his speech uh, have leaves and fruit? Rumi prefers intuition or spiritual cognition to the carnal intellect, which is particular, individual, discursive, and dependent on sense perception. He holds the view that the experiential awareness can gain knowledge pertaining to the terrestrial world only. On the other hand, the spiritual cognition emanating from the universal intellect is a lodestar for the human intellect. The intellect of man should be guided by intuition in the same way as the former uh, holds the reins of human frame. The spiritual cognition is thus, in the view of Rumi, the intellect uh, uh, of, uh, uh, of, of intellect without the carnal intellect. Uh, uh, he says that the uh, spiritual cognition is thus, in the view of Rumi, the intellect uh, of intellect, without which the carnal intellect would not deserve to be known by that name. Spiritual cognition is, however, enjoyed only by those who have been enriched by an ardent faith and un an unquestioning conviction in the ultimate reality. Quote, the philosopher is in bondage and slavery to things perceived by the intellect, but the pure one uh, is he who rides as a prince on the intellect of intellects. Volume after volume have been blackened by the discursive reason of man, but it is only the universal intellect which illuminates the universe. Quote, the intellect makes books entirely black with writing. The intellect with the capital I of intellect keeps the horizons, the whole universe filled with light from the moon of uh, reality. It is free from blackness and whiteness. The light of its moon rises and shines upon heart and soul. The intellect of intellect, born of faith and credence, guards man against carnal desires and earthly temptations. It instills a sense of faith and trust, confidence and hope, while discursive reason brings disbelief and infidelity, doubt and suspicion. The reason uh, that is allied to faith is like a just police inspector. It is the guardian and magistrate of the city of the heart. Again, notice the, the dichotomy between that intellect, which is a carnal intellect, which is just a person coming up with reasoning in order to justify the bogusness of, their, of what their heart wants, versus the intellect which is guided by the divine light, uh, which is truly uh, uh, freed from the power of subjectivity and from the power of, of error and folly. And this is one of the reasons that, you know, again, he's not saying, you know, he said to him, intellect is a good thing because he calls the, the, the ultimate guide the intellect of the intellect.
Um, and if intellect was a bad thing, he wouldn't call it that. Uh, but this is a reason that, you know, we read in the Fatiha every day, إِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ Guide us to the straight path, الصِّرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ The path of those people who you've given your ni'mah, you've blessed, you know, the awliya of Allah Ta'ala, the people who you've given your fuyuh to, the people who are the siddiqeen, nabiyyin, siddiqeen, shuhada'an, salihin. Uh, you know, give us that guidance. Uh, th- those people who are not the غير المغضوب عليهم, those people who are not the ones that you're angry with, and not the ضالين, the people who have uh, gone astray, because for them the intellect is just a tool that will help them, uh, quote unquote, help them uh, go astray even faster. Mulana uh, writes, uh, he says, uh, Mulana Abu Hassan Ali Nadwi writes, intellect is the guardian of faith within the human frame. Uh, its fear uh, keeps the baser inner self in chains. I apologize. That's a Mulana Rumi, actually. That's still the quote wasn't over. He says, The reason that is allied to faith is like a just police inspector. It is the guardian and magistrate of the city of the heart. Intellect is the guardian of faith within the human frame. Its fear keeps the baser self in chains. Mulana Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi continues. He says, Rumi propounds uh, the view that the spirit rules over intellect precisely in the same way as the senses are servitors of reason. The spirit can lay bare the mysteries of heaven and earth, which are beyond the ken of intellect, and resolve the most naughty of problems, uh, um, which cannot find a clue, which, for which reason cannot find a clue. Quote, Sense perception is a captive to the intellect, O reader. Know also that the intellect is a captive to the spirit. This is what? He says, Sense perception is a captive to the intellect or reader and know also that the intellect is captive to the spirit meaning your empirical senses uh, are captive to to your ability to reason and your reason is captive to your spirit which only receives uh, fuyul and receives uh, outpouring uh, of of increase from wahi from 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 revelation and from uh, those supernatural means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instituted like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and like the awliya of Allah ta'ala and the nisbah with, with them, uh, uh, through them to him sallallahu alayhi wa The philosopher cannot overstep the limits set by information furnished by human perception and the rules of logical syllogism. The carnal intellect is thus cast into a prison from which it cannot come out. Quote, the philosopher simply speaks according to the science of reasoning, for his intellect cannot cross the threshold uh, of its abode. The philosopher killed and exhausted himself with thinking. Let him run on in vain, for his back is turned toward his tr- the treasure. Let him run on. The more he runs, the more remote does he become from the object of his heart's desire. Quote, the philosopher, again, we're talking about philosophers and what, and not the sense of people who think properly, but the old pagan philosophy. The philosopher may possess a complete mastery over speculative branches of learning and may also be endowed with foresight, but he lacks insight into him, his own self, although the cognition of the latter is more important than the knowledge of everything else. Quote, this tyrant excels in a thousand uh, sciences, but lo, his soul knoweth not a thing. You know the value of every commodity, but not of your own. Isn't that a folly? End quote. Rumi advises the philosophers and dialecticians to abandon philosophy and scholasticism and cultivate the knowledge of religious truth, for it alone has the light of certainty and wisdom. Quote, How long will you be mad after the Grecian lore? And Grecian, like, you know, the Greek philosophy. How long will you be mad after the Grecian lore 
try to learn the wisdom of faith once more. End quote. Rumi says that man can attain the knowledge of self through purification of his heart and through rectitude of his behavior. The more the heart is purified, the more it would be able to reflect like a mirror. The wisdom contained in the faith and illuminate itself without the help of a tutor or scripture uh, with the divine grace uh, and revelatory uh, uh, guidance. So he says, without a tutor or scripture, meaning what? That after a certain point, after a certain point. Obviously, the Vahir of the law, we all uh, keep it as important. Rumi himself is a mufti, for God's sake. So uh, to, uh, you know, to try to claim otherwise is kind of silly, uh, but it doesn't stop people from doing it. Uh, but at any rate, the, the point is, is what? Is that there's a context in which all of these things are said. In the context of, uh, you know, Mulana Sayyid Abu Hassan Ali Nadwi actually saying this is what? Is that after a certain point, um, you know, that you learn the Fard Kifaya, Fard Ain, I should say, and you've, uh, you know, you've understood what the dictates and boundaries of Deen are, then, you know, making more and more impressive shows of your learning uh, are probably going to be helped, you know, you're probably going to be helped more in your faith than, uh, than doing that than, by what? By rectitude and spiritual purification. Quote, make yourself pure from the attributes of the self that you may, the nafs, that you may behold your own pure, uh, untarnished essence. And behold within your heart all the sciences of the prophets without book and without preceptor and without master. Meaning what? That it was all there in you uh, in, in the first place. It was there. And it doesn't mean that necessarily that you're, um, you're free from master or from preceptor or from book. Rather, you'll bear witness to what the Prophet ﷺ and the books brought and the true preceptors and masters uh, expounded. You'll witness that it was there in you all along. And it was the haqq. And you will verify what you needed to know uh, only with the teacher from before. You'll verify it by bearing witness to it on your own. At another place, Rumi says, When the mirror of your heart becomes clear and pure, you will behold images which are outside of the world of water and earth. If the orifice of the heart is open and clean, divine light without an agent shall it glean. Allah Ta'ala make us from amongst those people. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala pour into our hearts the secrets that he pours into the hearts of the people that, that he loves, even though we're not worthy of it. But it's a weird time we live in. It's a strange time we live in. Allah Ta'ala give us from his fadl. Allah Ta'ala give us from his mehrbani that those people, miskeen people who are like listening to majlis at some random uh, time and hour uh, and place instead of, you know, doing any of the other bizarre, nafs gratifying things that people are doing, even those who are fasting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give from his fuyul. I want to re- reiterate that a person should not get the wrong uh, message. In fact, many of the great mutakallimun, uh, Isfarayini, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, Sanusi, the sahib, Aqeedah uh, Sanusiya, Al-Kubra, the Sharh Kubra, and Wusta, and Suhra, etc. These people are all ubad. They were, they were Sufis. They were people who were known, and they were respected by the people, because primarily not because of their, not because of, uh, their learning. They were respected by the ulama for their learning, but by the people for their piety and righteousness, and their turning away from, from the dunya. And, uh, uh, you know, they're the ones who, you know, cultivated the signs of Ilmul Kalam in order to what? In order to uh, shut up those people who uh, um, will pretend with their own carnal uh, reason, their own carnal intellect, try to pretend that somehow Deen doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense. 
But once you've seen that hujjah, once you've borne witness to that proof, instead of dwelling on it and being proud of yourself at how you were able to understand a really complicated book or whatever, then get to the work of what it is that that deen teaches you to do, which is polishing the mirror of the heart so that something beautiful can shine in it and so that it can glean the light from uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, uh, most radiant and most beautiful and most majestic presence. Allah Ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.